Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, it's one of my favorite times of the week, Dana. Mine too, David. Here we are. I get to see you and we get to talk to some of our favorite people about one of our favorite topics. Yeah, it it is a it is a fun topic to discuss, especially with someone who gets it, you know. I find people get bored if I talk to them about it and they don't have ADHD. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which is kind of oddly ironic. I don't I understand. I don't understand. Yeah. So do you think we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode? Yes, I think we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, David, because we have just frittered away a perfectly good half an hour running down rabbit holes and we are a little bit distractible today. Yeah. So, and I'm even medicated and I'm taking more caffeine in, but I, you know, we'll see if we can keep it on track. (laughs) So, I mean, last week was the impromptu coaching session. So thank you for that, Dana. You're very, you're very, very welcome. I appreciate it. And so, um, but we're, we're sort of continuing from before that where we're talking about mistakes, you know, and we really want to reduce the number of mistakes we make with our ADHD. And yet, you know, and that was the topic of that. But, but you have a sort of an interesting approach to, to avoiding issues in the future. That I, well, yeah. well, yeah, you know, I was swanning about my life a couple of weeks ago and I was thinking about I was listening to something about COVID and thinking about COVID and how it's really just this issue of managing risks. You know, how do you protect yourself in certain situations and what are, where are the riskiest places to go and, and how can you reduce your risks of catching COVID? And that the idea isn't to, oh, as a population, isn't to make COVID go away. It's to reduce the number of people that are in the hospital. So we don't overload the hospitals. And it's also to reduce, Reduce the the um, risk of people that are more. What's the word? At risk. At yeah, risk. Right? I was trying not yeah. to use risk. I was risking not using risk in too many. So much risk. So yeah. much risk. It was a risky anyway, way to go. But at you know. the risk. There we go. Stop it, Dana. Stop it, um, David. Stop it. Yes. Okay. So I and so the risk, and we also don't want to put people that are the most most risk getting it. So the elderly and the people with immune compromised systems. And it's interesting because, you you know, no matter where you land on all the whatever, you know, the disagreements are, and there are many, if you just think about this as a population level problem, like you're describing, until we have some way to cure the thing or eliminate it completely, which we may never get, you do have to think about this in practical terms that, that you, you, the assumption is, Maybe, in fact, I did hear one health official say at one point, we're all going to have it at one point or another. The goal is just to not all have it at once or, you know, to spread it out as far as possible and all that, right? So to kind of just follow that train of thought from where you started with it, it's it's like we're not going to completely – we'll never get rid of our ADHD. Right. <laughs> I don't and think. So this was you the know? connection I made because I was swanning about my life and thinking COVID risks, da-da-da-da-da, and, and the light bulb went off and I said – Dana, that's what we do with ADHD because people think, 
I, they can make their ADHD go away and they can't. And that's not yeah. the purpose of the work I do. That's not the purpose of how we want to live with ADHD because you're not going to make it go away. What you want to do is manage the risks of having it become um, a shit show is the only word that's coming to mind right now. Hey, so you want to re- sorry, maybe we should have put an adult <laughs> warning on the. Uh, well, it's opening. a show for adults. I mean, it is know, true. It yeah. is true. Anyway, we want to reduce the risk of life going t- totally off the rails yeah. with your ADHD. So that's that's where this idea came from. And you know, it's funny because we, if we were to approach the COVID nineteen problem, where the focus is only eliminate the disease, right? Then you you create all these terrible outcomes, right? But by 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 changing the the target of your efforts, then you come up with all these great ideas to make it easier on everybody, including the healthcare workers, but also those at-risk folks you were talking about, right? So yeah. way better outcomes. And and sometimes it's like you're, you're, you're shooting for an unrealistic goal. So I really, it's it's very helpful to just dispense with the, I, I'm trying to eliminate my symptoms. <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah. I can't. No, you yeah. can't. And, and But you can make them a lot quieter. And that's what yeah. we're after. That's what we're and after. Produce better outcomes, right? Yes. 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 So we're yeah. switching. And I like good outcomes. I need better outcomes. Yeah. I mean, part of this yeah. journey for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes it'll flare up again. And so then you have to go back on you know, reducing the exposure. And so it's just, it's it, boom, ADHD, COVID management, paralleling, baby. They're paralleling. It's, yeah, no, it's a really useful you know way to think about this. I really, I really like that. So if we can mitigate our risks, let's say, thinking yeah. like risk managers here, if we can mitigate risks and find all the obvious places where we need to you know prevent ourselves from going off the rails, as you say, right? Then we can not just have the better outcomes. We can be more productive at work. Our lives will be easier. <laughs> right. Right. The mayhem we'll have- will be at bay. Yeah. And we'll have some clarity. Most of the time. Most, Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. I mean, yes. we got to have some fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, but that's all part of the package. Okay. So let's take a little bit break, David, and then we'll come back and talk about, okay, what are, how do we do this? Let's get practical. Hey, it's David. I don't know if you happen to catch our last episode. In it, Dana gave me a one-on-one coaching session with, you know, thousands of my favorite people listening. That means you, the listeners of this podcast. So it wasn't exactly one-on-one, but you get the idea. Dana is a masterful coach and I will be the first to admit that I hit a point in my life where I realized I needed some direct help (laughs) with, you know, managing ADHD symptoms and, and really taking control of areas where I was struggling. I want you to know if you haven't ever worked with a coach, Dana is someone that you should really consider working with. There's a great way for you to get a little taste that goes beyond what happened last week, but also doesn't commit you to coaching. And that is that Dana has produced an audio course that allows you to understand the fundamentals of ADHD success. And I really want to urge you to go check this out. It's not a free 
item, but it is a very inexpensive, low-cost item. And here's how to get it. Just go to DanaRayburn.com, D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. It's on the homepage. Just scroll down a little ways, and you'll see there's some green buttons that say Get Access Now. And those are related to this audio program the Fundamentals of ADHD Success. It's an online course, and I promise you it's going to be worth your time. You're going to be glad you did it. So go to DanaRayburn.com and check it out. And make sure that if you do end up getting this audio program, make sure that you reply back to one of those emails that you get, you know, and let Dana know you heard about it right here on Kick Some ADHD. Again, DanaRayburn.com and grab the Fundamentals of ADHD Success. You're going to be glad you did. Back, we're talking about reducing your risk factors. Yes, yes, yeah. reducing your risk factors of your ADHD totally causing mayhem in your life. So, is this going to be like um, the equivalent, the ADHD equivalent of wearing a mask and social distancing? And no, that, <laughs> you know, we, we lose it, we lose the connection. There. It's all boring. If you yeah. do that. Okay, yeah, right. we're not. So much, yeah, much better. Okay, okay. So, here's what we do. What we want to do is a is a little bit of analysis and we can call it awareness that's a, a better word than analysis can make people get a little scared but True. so much of this is is noticing all right so how do you reduce the risks and how do we make sure the biggest risks are not that they're managed so you're not making things worse and then you know maybe you focus on them first and then you can focus on the smaller ones over time if you choose to you know, then, then we decide. So doing this takes honesty. It takes looking straight at your challenges. It looks, takes looking your stuff right in the eye. Rationalizing is not your friend. And that's what we do. Oh, it's not so bad. Or we, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's not going to help you. That does not help you manage your ADHD. Reality is your friend. And so we need to stay realistic. I, yeah, reality. I love that. So you you also, though, I, I think it's also super helpful to have a third party talk to you about this. So like, because yeah. you're going to you're going to miss stuff. I remember years ago, one, one of my weird encounters with risk management, I was doing a software demo in a medical practice full of people and plugged my laptop in and had my laptop sitting on this conference table with a projector. Right. Well, the risk manager, well, she wasn't anymore, but she had been a risk manager. She comes over that cord isn't going to work right there. We have to. And so she, you know, like, I don't know what all she did, but she made it so nobody would trip over the cord. Well, it was obvious that there was a cord there and it was obvious that I was setting up a trap for someone to trip over it if they weren't paying attention. Right. But she's just like, no, we can solve this. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I would have left it there. And someone <laughs> you know? would have tripped and your laptop would have broken and blah, blah, blah. And you would have been sued. No, I don't know. Anyway. Maybe. I mean, Man, you know, I might have lost a sale. I mean, you know, if the doctor breaks his neck because, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like I needed somebody else to go, you know what? That's pretty obvious. Let's fix that. You know, let's address that before it, you know, becomes yeah. an issue. So that's but why I like however, having a third party. Right however, now. a third party is wonderful. If you do not have a third party, don't say, oh, I can't do this because I don't have a third party. All right. Because I, I, right. part no, of this is learning yeah. how to do some of this stuff on our own. Yeah. And we get to be your third party if you're listening to this today. Yeah. We're going to point out some stuff you already know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, maybe. so let's give the little. The code for deciding yes. the risk code. Is that what we're going to call it? Let's call it the risk code. The risk yes. code. David loves when I talk in code. Um, I know. 
I need a list of all of these. I need a code book. You need a code book. Yeah. All right. So the risk code is basically deciding what your biggest risks are. Your risks of your ADHD going totally out of control. The first thing I want you to do is think about it. Where do you notice that you mess up the most? Where does your ADHD make the most mayhem in your life? This week? No. <laughs> no, all it's the time. It, all the time. Yeah. And so, it, but I do know I was just thinking, you know, that does ebb and flow. Like right now I got an issue this week that I'm that I'm realizing I'm tripping yeah. up on the same spot. But and that and but that is a systemic problem, I think. It's not sure. a this week. The, the, what's happening this yes, week you're right. is, is a consistent challenge for you. Then that's yeah. what's coming from it. So yeah. I know that I'm at the most risk, risk of messing up when my schedule gets overloaded and mm. when I get overwhelmed. And I know that I'm at the risk, most risk of messing up when I my schedule when lots of extra things get start getting thrown in my schedule and I stop I go into auto, autopilot and I stop paying attention. Yes. Oh man, that has been me this week. One foot in front of the other because I've just got there's a never ending urgent thing, you know? Yeah. Yes. Finish one, move to the next, you know? Yeah. So autopilot is our friend is my friend in some ways, a lot of ways it is, because it allows me just to move through things faster. Routines. Sure. However, I need to I know I need to be aware of when autopilot doesn't work for me. Yeah. So when the, when my schedule has shifted, I need to pay extra attention to the schedule. Okay. And, if I don't, and that's I'm kind of an obvious thing. Like there's a big change happening. So let's just be aware. Right. Right. It's going to put you in that spot. Interesting. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, another one for me. I know I'm at risk of my emotional ADAD going off the deep end when I'm over stimulated. I'm very, I'm like many of us, I'm very sensitive. It's not, and it's not the sensitivity rejection that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's different sensitive. It's be, just being sensitive to noises and feelings and, and light and stuff. Um, yeah. And so I know that I'm at the risk of, of snapping, of becoming um, unreasonable, very, very sensitive. If, if, there's too much noise, too much commotion. Being in the mall, I can't stay in the mall for more than maybe half an hour. Oh, interesting. Because it's something about it just makes me shut down. So people and the noise and the, all the lights and the sounds and the stuff. and the, Right, yeah. right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So- I, uh, so I need to mitigate the risk. And I, when I go, I don't go shy. Well, I don't like shopping. I like buying nice stuff fast. Um, <laughs> I don't like shopping. So everybody Amazon. that really knows now, I know I like buying oh, okay. nice stuff fast in person. Um, okay. But anyway, everybody that really knows me knows don't ask Dana to go shopping because she's either going to say she's going to say no, hopefully, or I'd rather stick a pin in my eye or else she's going to go with you. And in about a half an hour, she's going to say, I've got to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. So different social experiences if you want Dana involved, like the yes. wine evening or something, right? <laughs> like the wine club or something. Yeah. yeah. Sing along. Anyway, yeah. so that's those are just examples of where I know I'm at the biggest risk. Interesting. Well, mine, are, uh, mine is very similar. So the, like you, at, you mentioned the root cause or the systemic issue behind the thing that's tripping me up this week, which I didn't even tell you what that was. 
but it, it just happens to be the overwhelmed and overloaded schedule thing, which we actually, it seems like we talked about that. We in talked about that last week. Yeah. And, and for you, it's, yeah. over, it's overcommitment. And it so is. that's yeah. at the crux of it. And often with mine, it's overcommitment is at the crux of it too. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first one, deciding your biggest risks. Like then it. also, where do other people comment about how you're frustrating them? Yes. I mean, that's a clue. Where, what are What are the comments? So for me, a lot of times it's, how come you don't communicate, right? So like if I'm overwhelmed, it's like if I have to send an email and explain myself or respond to some random thing, no. I mean, like it's just good. That goes out the window when I'm overwhelmed. So um, I have to really be intentional about making sure, especially with my team, that I carve out time, block time, schedule time, whatever, to make sure that they're hearing from me about whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So that one I get a lot of comments about. And actually I've lost business over over communication issues, which Yeah. So that's a huge predictable. So that's a huge risk for you. And that means managing the overcommitment is going to help you manage the communication issue. That's true. That's true. It's also it's tied into emotional stuff though, too, because like if I'm just overwhelmed and busy, as long as I'm doing okay emotionally, I can still do all the responding I want to do. But boy, if I'm having a hard time, forget it. Okay. You know, or if I hit that limit, which I'm at the limit a lot lately. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. So the next one is what's your biggest block to getting stuff done? Okay. I know for me, it's um, not having clarity. It's not knowing what to do. Yeah. And, and when, so, so when something's just sitting on my task list and it's like old cheese, it's just getting really smelly and it's just there and moving forward day to day to day to day or week to week to week to week. Often I know I'm not clear. I'm not clear on what needs to be done or there is a block in there. I need to think of another way to do it. That is so true. It's the same for me. Like when, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, of course, you know, if you have more clear, so you could just Build a habit of creating clarity when you see something like that. Right. Or, or and or <laughs> something molding, smelling. <laughs> oh, and and also, how can you make it easier, too? If something's yeah. too hard to do, it's going to be a block. It's going to keep us from getting stuff done. Which means I have to sacrifice some element of perfectionism that I really... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 It's true, though. Um, one of my examples is I... I have needed to make some videos for the website and that has been on my list literally for about two months and I haven't been doing it and I've been procrastinating and making up excuses why I'm not doing it and da, 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 da. And finally, the other day I said, Dana, what in the heck are you doing? You've got to get this done. So I realized that somewhere along the line, I was taught by a marketing guy is that the videos need to be perfectly scripted and I need to be able to remember what I'm going to say and recite it like I'm reciting a Shakespeare play. And I don't work that way. I, I, right. I, I, I'm much more off the cuff. Truly. And so I finally realized, no, Dana, what you have to do is focus on how are you going to help people and what do just talk to them. Like yeah. I'm talking to you right now. Just talk to them. Yes. Oh, it's so much better. Yeah. And so once I better. got past that, I need to follow this precise script. Mm-hmm. Then, and I need, I, it just flowed. It was easy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And honestly, as a marketing person, I, let me just say, 
if you present who you really are, especially when you, what you're selling is you and your content and your coaching and your stuff, it's much better to set people's expectations correctly anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like you sell them Madison Avenue and you show up being authentic and real. And those are two different buyers. Right. And also I come across really stilted and boring and maybe people think I'm boring anyway, but I don't think so. I come across very stilted when I'm trying to remember this script. It's just, it's not authentic. It's not who I am. And it doesn't Exactly. Work. Authenticity is so much better. Yeah. And yes, no, you're not boring. And when you come across as real, that's going to connect better with people. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. so that, that was, that's a block. So if it was too hard, it would do, I wasn't clear or if you're not if it's, you're not clear or if it's too hard. And then the other thing to look at is what have you expected to do over and over and over again for years and not be able to do? Wow. Do you, do you have an example? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have so many examples, honestly, but yet there are things that I, I don't know why this is like the old Einstein. Well, it was attributed to him. I don't know if he said it, but the, if you do the same thing over and over expecting different results. Yeah, I have I countless. I have countless examples of this. There are things that I am capable of doing in my business that I will not ever do. Yeah, exactly. It's not a matter of technical capability. It's just that I will never do them. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And we think, but we keep in our mind, we're going to do them and we get upset and we plan to do them and it adds a block and it, it doesn't necessarily add to the mayhem, but it, it eats away at us. It does. Yeah. It reduces. So this is, this is a perfect tie in with this risk COVID-19 risk thing right. that you're, this is a perfect metaphor for this because if, as long as you're expecting the impossible cure, the whole disease, you know, tomorrow or whatever, then you'll never actually make things better. And that's this, right? The thing that you just keep thinking, I'll do that. I can make myself do that. I will. I you, But then you're in the background, you're beating yourself up. You're draining your emotional energy. You're feeling poorly about it, you know, and you're just, of course, dealing with an unrealistic expectation. So yeah. like wipe yeah. all that out. <laughs> and, and, yeah. oh, okay, let's get rid of that because that's distracting us and draining our energy for the stuff that we really want to be focusing on. Good call on that. All right. Yes. So so that's basically the risk code. Your biggest risk code is deciding where your biggest risks are. Where do you notice you mess up the most? Where do other people comment about how you're frustrating them? What's your biggest block to getting stuff done? And what have you expected to do over and over and over again for years and you've never pulled it off, but you continue to have that expectation? Remember, you need to answer these questions honestly. Rationalization, lying to yourself is not your friend. You need to be honest with yourself and come up with a list of, okay, these. this is where things get weak. This is where the ice gets really thin. This is where I can fall through and land in that cold, cold stream and start to thrash around with my ADHD totally out of control. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, I, and actually I'm just like, I'm, you can see my, I can I'm, see I he's just, yard stare. yeah, I'm like, you see the smoke. <laughs> yeah. He is not yeah. paying a bit of attention to me because no, he's no, just I thinking. was paying attention, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking like there are things that like, there's one thing I know I could do, which I'll, I'll share oh, later if we well, have a takeaway. Well, but, let, you know, I think we're at the takeaway. Do it now? Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. So David, David, yes. what's your yes, biggest Dana. takeaway from today's conversation? 
I'm realizing that there, that, that, like, I can think of times when I've been more productive, effective, whatever you want to say, for like periods of time, and then other times where I'm not. Right. So there is a a a, a you know what I can do. This is simple. I can make it sim- simple. When I get up in the morning, don't look at the darn phone. No. Because if I take time, it doesn't even have to be a long time, 10, 15, 20 minutes as I'm like, you know, caffeinating and just allow myself to process and take a breath and think, I will get my brain on track and my thoughts on track and, and you know, get some things organized. And I find if I do that on a regular basis or even forget the regular basis, if I do that on any given day. It makes a huge positive difference. But if instead, if I'm consuming headlines, Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. social media, whatever it is that is on the phone in the morning that was engineered by someone who knows more about how Some your brain works than you do. Evil right? person. Exactly. Um, they've, they've just engineered a dopamine, yeah. you know, drip. So if I just set that aside and, and don't take in all of that and, and allow myself to actually produce the thought rather than you know have it imposed on me that makes a big difference like i could i could probably see that helping if not every one of these four major you know questions you're asking today you know at least three of them if i just do that okay and i think there's a future episode in here because i cannot tell you how many times a week i talk to people about how to put down the stupid phone yeah yeah. So we should do an episode on that because it's because it's dopamine. It's right. It is right. It's right up our our ADHD alley. It's our best <laughs> friend and it's our biggest enemy. Oh, so, that's so true. Okay, so it's not going to be next time because no, we, have we have other planned. things. However, yeah. stay tuned. Sometime in the future, we can talk about that. David's writing it down. I can see. I am. Yes. <laughs> the question is, will I ever look at this again? But you know, I'm writing it down. <laughs> All right, David. So that's all I've got for you today. And we have life to move on to. We do. So good stuff. All right. So, you know, what, what about you listening today? Do you, do you have thoughts, questions, comments? Are there things you want to share? We would love to hear from you. This is episode 28. I can't believe we've done 28 of these now. So we'd love to hear from you. You can hit kicksomeadhd.com slash 028 and find today's episode show notes. There's stuff in there. And then you can also make a comment and we'd love to yeah, hear from you. Yeah. We would. Yeah, but you can also find us on social media, you know, uh, Facebook and Twitter. We're both, we're there under kick some ADHD on both of those. The best thing that you can do though, if you're enjoying the show is to rate and review kick some ADHD in your podcast app. And believe it or not, it makes a difference. It helps us and it helps other people like us find us. <laughs> so yes. Let's build our kick some ADHD help, community. Help the tribe. Help the Absolutely. tribe. All Absolutely. right, David and everybody out there, go out and just start to notice your risks and think about, oh, what can I do to start managing this? So ADHD doesn't run the show. You run your show. Love it. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, 
go to kicksomeadhd.com. 